Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What a note say, Dan. Cat dead. Details later. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouse Mills, and this week I'll be joined by Benny and Seth, both from the band Murphy's Law. And these dudes recently ran through Norfolk on tour, and not only did they kill it live, but they were super awesome to chill with after the show as well. So Now, I have no new news this week, so just make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, especially Instagram, as that's where I'm most active, and I post a bunch of extra stuff, like recommendations, and even some video clips from the episodes, if I record videos with the guests. Sometimes we just record audio, so the video is just not available. But So make sure you're following me up there. If you're an Apple user, reviews are highly appreciated, as on Apple Podcasts, that's how it really gets your stuff in front of people. So, And without further ado, here's this week's interview. But I appreciate you guys for coming on the show. We can uh, jump into the podcast stuff, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pretty much, I'd ask just like a few quick music questions just before jumping into the horror stuff. And pretty much it's just, you know, to see where you guys are at with all your projects and everything. If one of you guys, you know, since you both play in uh, Murphy's Law, if one of y'all want to take the reins on that and then tell me about your other projects, you know, and then after that, the other person can tell me about their projects as well. Not it, Seth. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's Law has been busy. Uh, we have, we're playing about the Bowery Electric on the October 31st in New York. Oh, yeah. We have a show November 5th coming up at um, Underground Arts in Philadelphia. Then November 6th at the Norfolk Tap House. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'll be out of that one for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that's just, you know, we're getting busy. We're booking up, getting a new album ready to go. So things are definitely moving on that front. Hell yeah. What about oh, yeah. Uh, your other projects? Don't you play in a couple other bands? Um, I only have one other project. It's called Disqualifier. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Melodic, like punk hardcore band in Connecticut. We've been doing stuff for a few years now. And we're also getting ready to release something pretty soon. But uh, in terms of shows, it's been pretty quiet right now with that side. But yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be on the lookout for the uh, new record for sure. So I can, you know, share that shit around and stuff. Absolutely, man. And what about uh, you, Benny? I know you do some other music as well. Uh, do you have anything in the works other than, you know, the Murphy's Law stuff? Or Yeah, really Murphy's with the new album um it's kind of been my focus but for for years I played in a band called sad plant and um it's it's uh you know it's punk rock and uh, yeah I, I play um with amy and uh seth actually thanks for the shout out my friend uh yeah no. we but, but, but we, we really haven't uh, been focusing too much on that it's been straight murphy's law for a while now oh yeah and uh, do either y'all have any projects that are like uh, non-music related stuff that you want to, you know, promote before we move on to the horror world and shit? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> check out my Twitter. Uh, yeah, Twitter, my Insta. Uh, no, no, I have nothing going on except except music. Hell yeah. No, I don't blame you at all. What about uh, you, Seth? I have, um, I'm also a writer. Um, I'm oh, finishing yeah. my third fantasy novel right now. Yeah, nothing published yet. I'm still working on getting it published. Um, I have a couple projects out now with agents and I'm hoping that they'll, they'll uh, you know, go forward with it but yeah that's it pretty much hell yeah best of luck with that for sure and i'll definitely be on the lookout for anything you know if it does get published thank you man thank you 
Yeah. But uh, so we can jump into the horror movies, guys. If uh, you know, and I'll let you start this time, Benny, since uh, you made Seth start the first time. But you know, uh, what was your relationship with horror movies growing up? You know, as, and has it changed at all as you got older? Oh my God! Like to me, you know, I'm 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 old, so we had the cable boxes with the buttons that you could stick the card in. You see, you're too little to remember, but you can <laughs> hack the boxes with like sticking the card in, and then it would open up all the channels. And so, yeah, I was, I was a little kid and watching, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Hocus Pocus or not Hocus Pocus, uh, Magic and, um, uh, you know, Happy Birthday to Me and Friday the 13th and and Halloween and all those cool things. So, yeah, I mean, early on, I got into horror, you know, horror flicks and, and I guess, you know, it never left me entirely. Oh, yeah. Now, I I semi remember those uh, boxes. I never had anybody that was cool enough to hack theirs, but I remember the little cards. If that shit went in there, it won't work for you <laughs> oh yeah 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 it was it was not a, a a high-tech hack it was just something that you know if you knew you knew and your friend would turn you on to and you're like oh cool and you'd stick in the little piece of card and and yeah i'll be able to unscramble it and see mm-hmm. naked chicks and like Flash, it was cool. Oh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, when people used to put like that computer on their TV. I can't remember what it was called, but where they would just have like the lap thing and they would always uh, hack that as well, like the same way. But oh my god, that's uh, that that's out of my area of expertise, but that sounds awesome too. I think it's called web TV, is what people used to call it or whatever. But oh, yeah, 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 right, web TV, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like an early 2000s, late 90s thing that didn't oh, stick yeah, around yeah, long, yeah. but it was very like, uh, I know people you were using it for a lot of uh, obscure things for sure. But... Absolutely. I remember it now. Oh, yeah. But uh, what about you, Seth? What, uh, what was your relationship with horror movies growing up? And, you know, did it change at all as you got older? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, there was def- there was a couple movies I remember scarring me in my youth that like, <laughs> I didn't like consciously go find really horror movies when I was younger to watch. I'm more like if my brother was watching, he would just like make me watch him with him and stuff. Ones that I remember scarring me though were like arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um poltergeist definitely. Especially like the scene where the guy is shaving and his whole face. Yeah. So like that. And I, I remember being really young seeing that. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I'm ever gonna forget this or get this out of my head. <laughs> and like in the yeah, arachnophobia, the spiders and the popcorn. I didn't want to eat popcorn after that, you know. Yeah, and so it was just really that. I mean, I remember what like walking through Blockbuster and seeing all like the horror movie covers and stuff like that and being like, fuck that, I'm not watching any of those. Like Jason and the things coming out of the eyes, like all those classic ones. So there was a large gap where I didn't like, you know, even in like my early 20s, watch horror movies and stuff. And then when I got to my 30s, I was like, dude, I feel like I'm not embracing like this giant thing. And I started like getting into it more. And now I'm like hungry and, and like watching as much. <laughs> Oh yeah. I went through the classics and like everything now, like always looking for recommendations. And when I started off, I'm like, I feel like I want like the cheesier, the better. It is just like, yeah. yeah so I'm get, starting to get like the psychological, more psychological heavy stuff. But when I started like, I mean, Halloween was like the, obviously like it is for a lot of people in my thirties, the first one that I watched that was sort of like the segue one like it is, but yeah, man, Friday the 13th, I really got into for a different reason. My dad actually knew Victor Miller, who wrote the screenplay for it when he was like a lot younger. Oh, I guess yeah. he, um, Victor Miller used to work for this company in I think Stratford, Connecticut. Um, it was like a Shakespearean outreach company that like worked with inner city um, kids and stuff like that. And they just basically would bring theater to schools to try to like help, you know? Mm. And uh, Victor Miller was heading all that and my dad had known him through through just those interactions and stuff and yeah he's like I remember when he was getting on a train in New York and he was writing all these soaps and then one day you know he was approached by Sean Cunningham to write you know the Friday the 13th uh, screenplay 
So I got to talk to him just through emails a few times and he gave me some cool writing advice, which is really exciting. Really oh, nice guy. Sweet dude. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Congrats to him actually too. Cause he just won back the rights for uh Friday the 13th. Did he? Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. That lawsuit finally came to an end between him and Cunningham. So, and it went to Victor Miller. So, Oh man, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. So I guess he'll get to decide, you know, what they do with the franchise next and stuff like that. So yeah, but, absolutely. Oh yeah. So Benny, do, uh, you named a couple that, you know, you saw when you were younger and stuff like that. Do you have any that stand out on top as like a favorite of all time, or maybe like a, you know, a few that sit at the top as favorites, you know, with there being so many horror movies, oh, I know it's yeah. hard to lock in a favorite, but I mean, evil dead, evil dead two. Oh, that yeah. was, I mean, I mean, still that's my jam. Like I love, you know, I love silly, cheesy horror yeah. and you know, yeah, Evil Dead 2 did it for me. You know, I saw Army of Darkness in the theater the night it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just my absolute, like, that's that's the top of the mountain right there for me. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, scene real quick from uh, Evil Dead 2, by chance? Oh, from the from the get go, they're all they're they're all just amazing. All the one liners, just everything. I love it. Like, you know, I love I love the way it was shot. Just I couldn't I couldn't pick anything. I mean, just the the silly stuff like the the cut off hand put into the box and the the laying farewell to arms book on top. I don't know. There's just yeah. so much that it's just that movie is gold, start to finish. Yeah, and no, I always feel like that's a putting on the spot question because, like you said, it's so good from start to finish. It's really hard to pick like a favorite. Like I'll be like, this part's my favorite, and I'll think about it more and be like, never mind. I like it when. But yeah, never mind. It's yeah. Like, so good. There's so much, you know. There's there's just so much in that movie. Like I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's just I could watch it hundreds and hundreds of times. Like it's it's just perfect for me. Yeah. No, and every time I watch it, I think my favorite changes too. So that doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you like Do you like the new show or? Uh, that's the only thing I haven't seen in the franchise. I've seen the three original movies and then, of yep. course, the like uh, the reimagining or whatever. However, I think it's more of like a sequel kind of. But yeah, yeah it, you know, it's worth a watch. It's you know, it's worth a watch. I would mm-hmm. I would strongly recommend it. And it's it's funny. It's still tongue in cheek. It's awesome, but not quite like the original trilogy. You're talking oh, yeah. about Ash vs. Evil Dead? That Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I started watching that before the Evil Dead movies. And I thought it was like the funniest thing. It was so entertaining. And oh, yeah, I, it's awesome. And I backtracked and I watched like the, the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I had to, let, I had to go explore its origin. You yeah. know? The funny thing is, is Evil Dead 2 was like the high budget version of the original. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was still like so low budget. I love it. I was confused at the Evil Dead 2. I was like, wait, they just did this premise. And like, I didn't know that they were just kind of doing it again. Yeah, and- same movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could have warned you. Like, oh, okay. I was Googling and watching this. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to like short, like short version remake the first movie just to like get to the like plot points for the second. I think it was something with the rights, if I'm not mistaken. But like they couldn't. I don't know. I, th- I yeah, I I I thought that uh Sam Raimi didn't have the budget on the first one, and Evil Dead Two, he got some backing on it. He was able to shoot the way he wanted to shoot it, like with more yeah. effects and just everything bigger and better, and then. Then by the time Army of Darkness came out, he had such a cult following. He was able to do that with like just awesome budget, and and that yeah. was like actually in theaters like that I could go to. You know, I like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. I don't know what theaters that was in, but we, for us it was straight to VHS in Connecticut. You know, like, yeah, maybe a drive-in oh, yeah, or something. Was, but yeah, we got that on VHS, and we're watching that. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, what about you, Seth? Do you have uh, one that sticks out as a favorite of all time, or maybe uh, you know a few that sit at the top as uh, favorites? I like Pumpkinhead, Pumpkin. <laughs> and I liked it because I remember listening to um, 
the Misfits, the famous Monsters album, like years ago. And I remember my one of my favorite songs on that album was Pumpkinhead. And then when I started getting into horror a couple years ago, it made me like go find that movie and watch it. And make, yeah. now I'm like, oh, now the, lyric, the lyrics make sense. I get it now. And I just thought the movie was so, so cool, you know? And like, yeah. So probably that one. No, it's one that definitely gets uh, written off for the name a lot, but it's actually like a solid, really good movie with a great monster design and everything. Like Stan Winston killed that shit, which I mean, he did the, he directed it and let his team do the, effects but you know coming from a effects background and shit just the overall movie was great yeah absolutely at first i was like is it gonna be a physical like pumpkin dude like <laughs> actually and it was like nothing really like that at all so okay that's not you know that's cool <laughs> yeah they're gonna crack his skull open and like guts fall out and shit like that like seeds and everything yeah <laughs> um other than that though i mean i, I really like I don't know if this really counts, but like comedy horror. Hell yeah. Counts to me. Um, and I remember one I watched when I was a kid. And do you ever see Jack Frost? Hell yeah. The, not obviously not the Michael. Was it Michael Keaton one? Yeah. Not the family <laughs> one. <laughs> when he's like hiding in the freezer and like she does, she like this. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's about a killer snowman. And it's a serial killer turned into a snowman who's uh, obviously keeps killing. And the way that he kills people is it's so funny because he's like either hiding in the freezer and they don't notice this snowman monster there because they're just getting like popsicles or something. Or he gets in the pipes and freezes um, a girl taking a bath and she's just stuck there. And they're just but the one liners in it are, are, are so are so funny. Yeah, uh, I, I think that might be a young Shannon Elizabeth in the movie that uh, is in the bath. It might be another part she plays, but I think I know she's in it. But the girl yeah. that ended up being Nadia and American Pie and shit like down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I remember the line though like I'm one pissed off popsicle and I'm like dude I will <laughs> oh yeah but like I'm stuff ice cream man yeah but even like like the Mel Brooksy kind of like horror stuff and uh, I'm just not really horror as much as his comedy and stuff but I love just like comedy horror yeah no I agree 100% one of my favorites is uh terror vision from uh, back then I don't know if you've seen that one but if not I highly recommend it it's very like just over the top everything but like everybody buys into it so it just works out so yeah but yeah, i gotta check that one out yeah oh yeah well uh, both of you guys mentioned you know your favorites of all time and you know some classics and stuff like that you, have you guys seen any movies that have been released in like the past you know five to ten years or so that you've really enjoyed you know some um more recent ones that are kind of you know recent favorites i don't know you know i i i dig all the mainstream ones like the conjuring just so those ones that, you know i'm sure true horror fans roll their eyes at but i'm still I, you know i'm still into the like the the haunted house movie and all you oh. know the Warren movies like dude every time one comes out i watch it no matter how bad it gets i still watch it the nun i'm like i'm there man like yeah <laughs> you know, i i still like stupid horror movies like new ones like that you know to me they're still awesome i don't know yeah no i love the conjuring franchise i actually really uh i don't know if you guys checked it out yet but i know a lot of people were torn on it but that movie malignant that just came out i really oh, like yeah, that yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah for sure yeah it was wild as shit but i mean i liked it i it turned into like an action horror movie towards the end of the movie, but I was, I fucked with it for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> Telling you, I'm all, I'm glad you're into it too. Yeah, for sure. I like those. Oh yeah. What about you, Seth? It comes to mind and I haven't, I haven't seen like the old it. So I just saw, I know I have to go back to watch the Tim Curry uh, yeah. style. It's four hours. Like, so I don't blame you for taking it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's one of those things I've got, I know I got to commit to and like, it's exactly, it's so, so long, but I did get to see the newer it and I liked that a lot. Oh yeah. Just the sense of these, the kids unity together against this fucking monster thing was so cool. But yeah, I love the crossover movies, like the, um, the ones that lots of people hate, like the Freddy vs. Jason, the alien, vs. <laughs> all of them. They're all so good. They're just fan food. And it's just so fun to like combine two legends together and 
like make them go duke it out, you know? No, that's exactly Eddie how versus Jason was awesome. It oh, was, yeah. yeah, it was good. I liked it. And I like, agree. No one could hate on the writing for that at all. It's just like all they want to do is get, get these two people together. And I thought like the script was pretty decent considering like yeah. you know that's what they're aiming to do and stuff and i thought it was really cool no and if you ever like listen to like you know they do podcasts on like movies that don't get made or like uh you know movies that struggle and stuff like that and i've listened mm-hmm. to a few on freddy versus jason and that's a movie that struggled so much so the product that we got like for it to even be a, you know that good it, to me is like you know outstanding you know like a you know because they were fighting against studios the whole time and like you know, this side wanted this and this side wanted that as far as franchises and stuff like that. Yeah. So for them to come out with like a cohesive product that was like you said, just complete fan food, like perfect, everything you wanted from both franchises. It's like pretty spectacular feat that I don't think, you know, they just definitely don't give enough credit to that cast or crew or anything. Absolutely. I can imagine with two different franchises like that, it being a pain in the ass to get like everything together. Yeah. You got double the producers and like showrunners and all that shit just telling you like, no, we don't like this or like that's too gory or like not enough boobs like (laughs) (laughs) and 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 from like like the characters in that movie that weren't like freddie or jason like from like the protagonist perspective it was like one of the movies where they weren't entirely that stupid like they were like smart enough to be like yo we we can't kill either of these things like let's make them kill each other and then we'll just watch like let's just take a five we'll step back like let's let them you know yeah and they all like flawed like they were dealing with like you know deaths and family the family and like coming out of the like psych ward and shit where all the other mm-hmm. ones it was like the most perfect teenagers that like could ever live their lives and shit like that you know it was like it's hard to give yeah. a fuck about the characters when it's people that are just like living these perfect like lives getting killed off because you're like fuck them <laughs> like you know what i mean but yeah yeah a little bit more like rooting for the underdog when it's like like uh you know they just actually like you see them struggling already and then they gotta deal with that shit it's just like it's nice to see some depth in those characters i feel like a lot of times people overlook that in that film for sure. Absolutely. And it's like, just how you're saying, like people, they'll just write characters to essentially to die and like yeah. to any kind of like emotional depth in any of them. It's like, it's rare, you know? Yeah. This, uh, like a perfect example is, and I love this movie. Like it's not the knock the movie because it's just the way it's written or whatever, but the first hostile movie, like those three dudes are pretty much just written to hate them. So like you hope that they get, killed at the end pretty much so that way when they're getting tortured you're not like oh it's so sad you're like fuck these dudes they suck like but yeah. it's like uh it was nice for Freddy versus jason they almost made it to where it's like uh like for instance when the one guy dies that had a crush on kelly Rowland or whatever from destiny's child or whatever that was you know it's a little sad because you know he was like sticking up for her the whole time or like you know just trying to save the girl that had, he had a crush on and then the same thing with you know like the uh the guy that watches his brother get killed or whatever and stuff and then he like freddie uses his brother to like tease him and shit through the window like with his brother's death <laughs> and shit like yeah. stuff like that was pretty cool and stuff so oh my god the bed snap too kill was pretty fucking dope where you oh, like just yeah. nasty dude in the fucking bed <laughs> you've seen um this thing on Netflix, it's like movies that made us and they just released a few episodes all about the creation of like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I think Aliens in there. Now, I, I've seen the, uh, I saw the previous seasons where they did like Home Alone and shit like that, but I haven't seen the new one where they did the uh, horror movies yet. I, I want to see it, though. Is it uh, any good? Yeah, it's really good. And it, it's cool because they in Friday the 13th, they're talking about how they like, you know, obviously how they started it all. And they openly were just admitting yeah, Victor Miller and, you know, was like, Sean Cunningham was like, let's look at how well Halloween's doing. Let's do that. And they're like, okay. And they looked at it and like Miller breaks down this like formula. He was like, okay, I went to see it. It was like, you need to get um, a bunch of Randy teenagers together. You need to have some sort of early evil introduced. You need to make sure that there's no help for them, no parental, you know, they have to be out on their own and stuff like that. And then you just kill them one by one. And like, that's the formula. And the big difference between Halloween and, and Friday the 13th was like gore. Like, yeah. 
Probably being notoriously clean. And then they obviously, um, Friday the 13th, the opposite. So, hell yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of cool shit like that in those episodes. Now, I love uh, looking at, especially the Friday the 13th movies. Like, if you go through and watch like the uncut versions of a lot of those kills, that shit is some of the like best kills of all time. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Especially the like, uh, I think my favorite in that whole franchise is when the dude's doing the handstand walk and fucking Jason walks out and chops him like down the crotch with a fucking axe. <laughs> chops oh him in half. <laughs> Have either of you guys seen, I haven't seen it yet. I just saw a clip of it. Um, uh, The Friday the 13th where he's in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The one That one clip makes you want to see it so bad when the guy is punching Jason like for 10 minutes on the top of that building and Jason's just staring at him, taking the hits. And then what does he do? He just like one hit kills him or something like that but it's it's so excessively long and funny yeah jason takes manhattan i think it was yeah, yeah. now yeah, jason oh, yeah, knocks I his head clean that. off <laughs> yeah. it's like power punches his head off after 10 minutes of getting hit <laughs> have you seen uh killer clowns from outer space yet oh yeah hell yeah yeah that's one that uh, if you like the comedy horror that's one to definitely go with for sure oh yeah that's a good one i gotta oh. see that one. Oh yeah but any more uh movies you guys would like to mention before i move on i got a, a couple hypothetical questions that mix the music and movies that i'd like to ask uh you know the back half of the show so is there any more movies that all i gotta i i, I gotta ask dude is that on top of your 6505 the silver shamrock mask yeah i have a. Uh, I have the Fuck. witch right here and then i have <laughs> nice holy shit awesome yeah. i thought i saw that i'm like is that a silver shamrock mask awesome oh, yeah. this is actually right here the it's it's kind of cut out but uh that poster right there is the movie poster from it and i got to meet no way, uh, dude i got to meet yeah, tom atkins a week uh like a month or two ago so tom atkins signed it dude that's awesome killer yeah that's a great movie oh yeah he's a. Uh, and uh, I got to say, Tom Atkins is a really fucking like nice dude. Like when I walked up to meet him, there was not many people around. And you could tell that he was just bored because he started talking to me about like he was like, oh, your name's Tim. I had a friend named Tom and just started talking about his friend named Tom. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> love it. But uh, now I love Halloween three. That's one of my favorites, too. If, uh, oh, yeah. If you haven't dived into Halloween three yet because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it, Seth, you definitely need to check that one out as well. Oh, so. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, that's a, the witches or something, right? There's like witches. Yeah, uh, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season of the witch. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah right? Is it season of the witch? I can't remember. No, that's right. Yeah, it's Halloween. It was okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they did. Uh, there's a George A. Romero movie called Season of the Witch as well, but that one's kind of like whatever. But yeah, it's not bad, but it's just not that good. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, all right. Uh, so the hypotheticals. That's the, is that what you wanted? You want to get on? Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't any other movies you guys wanted to mention before I jumped into that stuff. But oh uh, no, uh, yeah, Halloween three. I'm glad we brought that up. But no, I'm all about the hypotheticals. Wait, I have one. Hold on. Thanks, Killing. Have you seen Thanks, Killing? <laughs> Oh, thanks, Killing. Damn, you're you're digging deep. <laughs> That's one I actually convinced my parents to watch one time. <laughs> <laughs> they usually don't like watch, you know, like over the top, you know, just like B-rated horror movies like that with me and stuff like that. So that was like a one and one time only watch for them. But they like thoroughly enjoyed it. Like they were they laughing. Threw you the bone and they, <laughs> yeah, they're like, fuck it, it's so insane. Why not? Type thing. <laughs> I remember watching that on my roommate. Like in the beginning of it, I'm like, I can't tell if they're trying to be serious. And then early on, I was like, okay, no, this is like, like no. so over the top. Turkey wearing someone's face and that person not knowing it's anyone different. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie is when she, he's like, uh, did you take a shit in the coffee? And she's like, a matter of fact, I did. And there's like a fucking turd in the coffee pot. <laughs> there's like a and then like later on there's like a gravy flavored condom and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> what about, 
the dude was like laying dead and it was just like his guts were like cut up hot dogs obviously <laughs> i also love when uh the turkey shows up wearing her dad's like face on her on his skin and she's like oh hey dad like she doesn't notice it's a fucking turkey wearing a dad's yeah oh hey dad <laughs> so good Dad. And then he pulls it off. He's like, ah, I got you. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it was you the whole time. <laughs> I need to watch uh, Things Killing 3 because apparently they made a 3 without making a 2, you know, to just fuck with people. Nice. I love it. It's supposed to be like nice. in space and shit, but I just haven't seen it yet. Oh, nice. Waste time on 2. Yeah. yeah. I guess to make people go look for it. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, my uh, hypothetical questions are, and you know, each of you can give out a separate answer, but say somebody approached you guys and said, you know, I want to make a music video for you. And I want it to be a short film version of one of your favorite horror movies, just remade into a music video style for, uh, you know, whatever project you want to use. What horror movie would you choose? And how would you remake it for a music video featuring you and, you know, the rest of your project? Oh, fuck. I, I, tag me in. Dude, without a shadow of a doubt, Evil Dead 2. And okay. just, we would we would be the four going in. And yeah, that it, w- it would just have to, we'd have to straight remake it with the band being like the cast. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. That, yeah, that that would be my choice. But again, I already, I already told you I was a fanboy, so. <laughs> Who's getting puked on by uh, Henrietta in the music video? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Benny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be Seth. Yeah, I, I nominate Seth for that. <laughs> it's just a group thing. It's like we all had to take one for that team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I want to add to it. Like definitely that. Maybe you have what Jimmy is Ash. Then... <laughs> Dude, absolutely, of course. Did the demons transform into killer beers? Right. <laughs> Dude, well played. Or cavities or something like that. Yeah. We could we could definitely mesh that together well. Oh have yeah, a, have a bong instead of a boomstick. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Bring Sam Raimi on to direct it. Yeah, I'm all about this right now. Bong instead of the chainsaw. Is it the chainsaw in that movie? That's when he gets the chainsaw. Yeah, both, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah both. Yeah. yeah, at the end of it, pretty much he has. But yeah, yeah. Now fucking uh, Evil Dead Two is one of those that it's just I don't know. It's like Thomas as fuck. They. Uh, oh my god, totally. Evil Dead 1 just did like a, a big movie theater circuit and uh, I wasn't able to get up like get out to one but I actually work in a movie theater so we get some of the features that like even if we don't show them like right now we have the 40th anniversary of Evil Dead I'm just like trying to find the time to watch it so Dude, and are they still on I mean are they still on film or is it like not it, no it's I all mean, digital now yeah it is all, that's what I thought I yeah. thought yeah yeah, all the theaters had to convert over to digital right and it was like ridiculously expensive yeah, they pretty much forced out all the uh, big companies. The only places that do film now are places that, like, uh, you know, just show old movies, like drive yeah, yeah, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. So. That's what I thought. Yeah. You can still uh, sometimes get lucky, though, and find, like, some uh, really cool drive-ins showing, like, classic horror movies on 35 millimeter and shit, though. So. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. but I uh, just, just started Army of Darkness. I had to pause it, so I'm only, like, 10 minutes into it. Oh, dude. It's probably the quickest I've ever loved a movie. Like, <laughs> How can you not? Oh my god! Like so quick. When he <laughs> saw in the pit, and he's just like, "That's it." I'm like, "Dude, I'm in, I'm hooked." I can't oh wait. yeah. I might finish it tonight or something. But yeah, awesome. Fuck yeah! No, that one's like just a complete epic movie. It's surprising, like what he did with you know that kind of uh, effects. You know, I won't say too much because I don't want to ruin anything coming up for you. But it's just crazy, <laughs> like what he did. You know, with all of the uh, you know, because even though he had a b- bigger budget than he had with Evil Dead One and Two, he still didn't have like a massive budget. 
no it was awesome incredible just that was a great movie yeah, it shows why, like, that movie right there to me shows kind of, you know, that and Darkman, of course, kind of show exactly why Sam Raimi got Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, Darkman, another great one. Yeah, but, uh, so Seth, are you uh, just rolling with Evil Dead 2 as well, or did you uh, want to give a separate answer? Um, okay, separate answer. Maybe another, like, like a zombie, like Night of the Living Dead or something, but, okay. again, killer beers are in places. <laughs> <laughs> something really slow where, like, the killer beers are walking so slow and then, like, like they do <laughs> That would be really funny if y'all did it like in black and white and actually play like all the like just play each character from Night of the Living Dead like Holy inside shit, the house that and would shit. Be great. And just have the beers outside. <laughs> are people just throwing beers at the wall like outside the whole time? So good. All my answers are um swapping in the 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 villain for beer cans for evil beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's uh that's how you get the cheap effects. What you do is you have the like big guy in a costume, and then when it comes time for one of you guys to get killed, just have somebody throw an empty beer can at your face. <laughs> and then just say you laying there dead. Like... All about merchandising, Seth. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Gotta promote Put a, uh, exclusive uh zombie uh killer beer shirt out to go. Killer beer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But, the killer beer plush toy. <laughs> So uh, my uh, other hypothetical question for you guys is, uh, would you ever want to, you know, write a theme song for a horror movie? You know, kind of how like uh, a lot of these bands do like these goofy theme songs for like Maniac Cop and like, you know, um, even Psycho Goreman. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that one's got a fun one. Or would you guys actually want to take on fully like uh, switching up completely and, you know, uh, trying to compose a horror movie? And if so, like what kind of subgenre? Jeez, you know, let Seth handle that because he's way more ambitious than I am. (laughs) So you go, Seth. I I feel like no matter what I scored, I would probably do it wrong. (laughs) So I feel. (laughs) I feel, yeah, I couldn't do it. I I would do it wrong, yes. I'd add like needless percussion instruments in it and it would just (laughs) take total vibe away from the movie. You hear like a vibe slap in there or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> or like you know the sound like a knife comes out like that ching sound you just hear like um like a foghorn or something <laughs> i would ruin a movie if i was allowed to score it, i think personally but uh in terms of genre though if i if i was to do it i guess maybe just i know everyone says slasher i think but like i think just like the, the most gory slasher i can think of or something like that yeah oh yeah no, that'd be sick especially uh with slashers the thing is, is you can always kind of use like a little bit of the you know the like heavy style and stuff you know with you get with hardcore and all that shit and just kind of like like you know you hear some of these that uh like they have like these heavy scores and stuff like of course you know they had the whole wave of like the shitty new metal movies like in the early 90s and stuff like that where yeah. it was just super fast upbeat new metal but it'd be nice to see somebody do like that kind of style but with like actual like you know heavy hardcore music like and more like punk infused you know music and stuff that would actually you know be enjoyable and kind of timeless you know because the new metal shit like it came and went but like hardcore's yeah been going for 30 years 40 you know 60 years whatever it's been going at this point and it's not stopping you know what i mean so like that new metal shit came and went but like i think if you that's and that's what's problem with those that style of stuff being put in those movies is it kind of takes you out of the time like if you watch something now because it's like you know it baits it permanently yeah yeah, like you can watch Poltergeist and it feels less dated than that shit because it's not oh, hell fucking yeah. like new metal and stuff. So yeah, exactly. Right. So it yeah. just goes to show if you put that kind of stuff in it, it would at least, you know, like the movie Green Room. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but no. uh, that's about a hardcore band that. Uh, oh, a- dude, I have seen that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it. Yep. yeah I know. It sounded familiar. Yeah, I know. That's a good that is a good one. Yeah, that, but that's one that like, you know, even in 20 years, like 
the state of hardcore will still be big enough that it'll make sense to watch that movie and you know it won't feel like it's 20 years old it'll feel like something no, that can still happen no, that movie was great yeah that movie yeah. was great i'm sorry i forgot it but yeah yeah but, you you sparked my uh my memory yeah totally that's a great play have yeah. you heard about that one seth i've heard of it i haven't seen it oh yeah i definitely that one's definitely one to check out with the they pretty much play for a white supremacist group and don't yeah. need to <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was it was seth similar to your gig in michigan it was like that but then it really goes off the rails <laughs> yeah oh my yeah God. but yeah well worth checking out oh yeah that actually kind of uh segues me a little bit into my final question for you guys is uh do you guys have a horror story of your own and you know that could be something from playing on the road with one of your bands or you know something that just happened to you that was scary as shit in your personal life and if you believe in paranormal stuff you're more than welcome to share that story as well Seth, you you first kid yeah as i said it already sounds like seth's got his if he wants to go first <laughs> I, I i mean i haven't really experienced anything that I, I i feel like i could say definitively is paranormal like i yeah. i would love to but like to like a small degree i feel like you know i don't want to jinx myself because watch it's going to be something really annoying like my snare drum is going to start detuning itself <laughs> or like my charger comes out every night and I'm like there you go it's just something irritating or it's but, that uh, thing in the window right now i don't know what i'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are just going up and down behind me as a, it's bullshit now um no i think the closest thing i can think of like last october um my girlfriend and i went to a cabin in um new hampshire it was just this cabin kind of um there's like six cabin cabins in the woods yeah it's a cabin in the woods and <laughs> My family and my grandparents, like uh, generations have gone there. Um, you know, we went there a lot when we were kids. It was like our vacation spot, essentially. So I brought my girlfriend to kind of show her the old vacation spot. We had a cabin. And um, this, is, this isn't like, I don't think it's paranormal. I just thought it was weird. And it might, there might be totally logical explanation for it. But yeah. um, anyway, we had a fire going. She went to sleep. Like it was like something like 10 o'clock I was reading. And then I waited for like the fire to go out like completely because I'm like paranoid. I'm going to burn down my childhood vacation cabin you know yeah so i'm like okay it's totally out and there was just ash in there and i like i go to bed and um at like 3 a.m i just like shot like awake and there's lots of light coming from the living room and then i was like shit i did burn down my childhood vacation cabin <laughs> and like i jumped out of bed i guess i don't know i just saw it my eyelids and i woke up or something like that just a light hit my eyelids or something but i was like shot out of bed and it was just fully fully aflame and going and roaring and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't see anything that might have caught in that time or anything like that, but it was just roaring. And I'm like sitting there, like watching it, like, that's weird. And then, like, it might have just caught like a piece of wood I didn't see or something. This is my logic, but I didn't see anything before I went to bed. Like, that's the closest thing I felt in my life that was weird that I didn't really make sense to me, but like, I could be totally wrong too. <laughs> could just be science that you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could just be science of yeah. some kind yeah just a piece of wood on a bunch of hot coal set <laughs> an empty fireplace there was just ash in there i don't know i don't know <laughs> no, I actually uh short horror story not really a horror story but me yeah. and my, uh it just reminded me of that because it was just funny to me but uh me and my wife when we went on our honeymoon the very first night we, we were in a cabin in gatlinburg tennessee and we were uh, uh we turned on the fireplace which is just one of those electric ones and it like refused to shut off like it just would not shut off so i was like all right well i guess i'm sleeping on the couch because it's like if it catches i want to be like immediately yeah. here or whatever so i like yeah. spent our first night of our honeymoon like on the fucking couch because i was like, <laughs> worried about the, like fire extinguisher pointed at it all night yeah 
And of course, my wedding night, I was like so trashed. I slept on the bathroom floor, so that wasn't a fun night either. But <laughs> <laughs> like the, the wedding night and the first honeymoon night were just like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. Four story of a different kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. These didn't go up though. It's like, like you can look at it like only go up from here type thing. Plus a berry in my car on my honeymoon. But uh, wait, oh what? Yeah, yeah. that's your car. Yeah, I did twelve thousand dollars worth of damage to the inside Shut of my car. Shut the fuck yeah. up! I actually woke up at uh, it was like around three a.m. as well, and I woke up and my car alarm was going off, and um, so I'm like, oh fuck, you know, I might have slept on my keys, and I get up and I realize I'm in my boxers, like I didn't sleep on my keys. So like I found my pants and got my keys out of them and I ran outside and I'm like hitting the thing and it's not stopping. And then I realized it's, it's like, it was like a steady horn. It wasn't the alarm, but in my mind, I was just thinking like the horn had maybe been going on so long, you know, sometimes it'll make like a noise and then go to like different shit or whatever. So I get down there and I open up the front door and there's a fucking bear staring me in the face. What the fuck? <laughs> I slammed that shit in his face and ran right back upstairs and got in the house and called the cops. But, uh, <laughs> describe the bear's look was it like try it was it like i dare you dude what the fuck yeah you gotta send that to me yeah i definitely will i'll send it to you guys on uh both on instagram for sure as soon as we hop off of here but uh that's fucking awesome no yeah it was like uh it was a black bear it was like one of those like real pointy nose ones like not yeah yeah yeah. it was muddy as fuck too like it just looked like it had had a rough night and i was like keep eating whatever you're eating and i ran my ass get in your car did you have a window down no, I guess I thought we had locked the doors and I guess not. And it was like smart enough to pop the door wide open and we didn't even no, have food in there or nothing. No. Like maybe a wrapper or something from a Slim Jim, but like no actual food at all or nothing. So. Did, it, like, did it acknowledge oh. you? Did it like look at you and be like, eh, fuck you. Like, what did it do? Like when I opened the door, like I did everything so quick that it like if it would have reacted, it would have had to have been like like a lunge at me type thing. So like when I opened the door, like I pretty much opened it. It like kind of looked at me like very slowly like oh shit and then like i slammed the door and like luckily it didn't move or do anything as far as like i know because the door actually closed you know like it didn't come at me or nothing but uh i think i just surprised it but even when i opened the door it didn't like you know back up or nothing like scared it just kind of like stopped and looked at me like uh (laughs) like i'm caught and then uh i ran inside and shut the door and then after that i couldn't see it because like for some reason the only windows that were really facing the driveway were like stained glass windows and you couldn't fucking see shit so it was like that awesome <laughs> is sitting there afterwards and knowing that there's just a bear fucking your car up <laughs> and then like of course when the cop fucking comes up or whatever he's he calls us and he's like can you tell me where the bear is i'm like i'm not fucking tracking the bear like i'm inside yeah. the house like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> like you're the guy with the gun bro <laughs> yeah i was like fuck that shit but yeah you're like fuck that bear he's out there somewhere yeah <laughs> But now I'll send you, uh, we have like a slew of pictures. So I'll send it. It was $12,000 worth of damage, all Holy internal, shit, except for the windshield. Dude. I so. really want to see him. Yeah. He got in the back. What it was is that he got in the back seat and like made his way into the front. Cause it was like a Scion XB. So it was like one of those boxy cars, but then yeah. he got stuck in the front and like, you could tell he just was fucking shit up up there. Cause he couldn't find oh, anything. Oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, Crazy. But uh, do, uh, do you have a story of uh, yours that you like to share, Benny? Me? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a ton of things that scared the absolute shit out of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but but those are just not paranormal. I mean, I, you know what's funny? I got I got my buddy uh, in from San Diego staying with me right now for a few days. Oh. And we, uh, when, you know, we were 16 and 17, we rented the oldest house in my town. And I live in kind of a, a historical town in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. And it's already got like crazy spooky ghost stories. 
But we rented the oldest fucking house in town. It was built in 1646. And when we moved in, they told us it was haunted. They they told us all sorts of shit. Like, we can't keep a load of guns in the house. Oh, just a bunch of shit. And me and, you know, we're, we're kids. We're like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> I mean, so whatever. We rented it. And sure as shit, that was crazy shit. You know, n- nothing frightening beyond just, like, weird, inexplicable shit. The, wor- the, the absolute worst thing that ever happened the whole time was me, Amy, and uh tom my roommate were all hanging out in my bedroom and uh his bedroom was on the you know just the other side of the house it was one bedroom the other bedroom on the other side of the house Mm. and uh he had he had you know we had fireplaces in each room and back then like when you'd go to like fairs and shit they would give you for prizes like these these like coke bottles that they would heat up and stretch and you know stretch to like three feet long and then fill them with colored water Mm. And whatever, you know, being a 16-year-old, this is like the decor we had in the fucking house. So so my roommate's got one of these these Pepsi bottles filled with blue water sitting next to his bed. And we're hanging out in my bedroom, and then bang, you know, like we, we heard a smack. And all three of us immediately got up. Granted, we're smoking pot, copious mm-hmm. amounts at the time, but we're like, what the fuck? We go running into the next room, and the bottle that was sitting by his bed was smashed into the fireplace on the other side of the room and that Holy is fuck. no shit true fucking story that was the craziest shit that happened there and there is no explanation there was no fucking way it was one of our friends going into the house doing it and then running out to freak us out it was just that was god's honest truth true fucking story and i have no explanation for it to this day but it happened yeah see? The fireplaces are fucked up see yeah <laughs> It could be explained by science. <laughs> or maybe it was the same goddamn ghost that you had in New Hampshire, Seth. The wood ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was up. it. That was my one, that was my one crazy supernatural moment of, of my life. Benny, I don't want to share a ghost with you. I want my own ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it, Seth. We had different ghosts. <laughs> share a with you, share hauntings with you. Just kidding. <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> Uh, like you said though like with it being the oldest house there's no way you're moving quietly through that shit so if somebody did it to fuck with you like you'd at least hear them trying to get away or whatever like dude absolutely there's no question in my mind that shit happened and it was inexplainable and the three of us that were there it's ironically we're 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 together right fucking now like this this (laughs) happened in 1987 no shit like holy shit we're hanging out all three of us and we still talk about it like that was the craziest shit that ever happened to any of all three of us like to this day craziest shit that ever happened so that's my story and i'm sticking to it you don't have any fireplaces in your house now do you shit you might want (laughs) to yeah yeah yeah, i I, I do but i've never had any any supernatural occurrence inside that fireplace yet <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yet it's <laughs> just like tonight's the night no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> but now i uh i definitely appreciate you guys for coming on the show and for sharing and everything uh it was awesome talking with you guys dude had a blast man thank you and thank right. you so much, man. thanks for having us and as usual i just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is the one and only legendary composer john masari the man behind the music for the kyoto brothers classic killer clowns from outer space short little backstory about this interview is i actually recorded it back in 2019 for a different podcast that i had started unfortunately that podcast kind of fell apart because it was a movie review podcast and i didn't really enjoy like reviewing specific movies like that 
and it was hard to just communicate with the co-host as he lives states and states away. So after I did a few interviews, it kind of made me rethink how I wanted to do a podcast and what kind of podcast layout I wanted to go with. So I stepped away from that podcast for a while. And now that I've returned, I definitely want to share this interview with all of you guys. So I'm super excited for you to hear it. And a huge shout out to John for not only joining me a couple years back for the show, but also being super cool about me re-releasing it for this one as well. So and don't forget to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and stay safe.